You are now listening to Babe Talk Podcast, episode 18. Today's topic is recipe for the rest of your life, New Year's edition. So let's get started. You are now listening to Babe Talk Podcast, episode 18. Today's topic is recipe for the rest of your life, New Year's edition. So let's get started. No, it's it's like uh, any growth. You're not you can't be ready for it because that's it's growth. It's going to be new. It's going to be new. You're going to have a new life. You're going to be a new person. Talk is sponsored by Babe Label. Go to babelabel.com and get 15% off when you order any pouch of White Girls sunscreen or any Babe Label skincare product. Just use the code BABETALK. I want our listeners to know that if you have sensitive ears, there is some profanity and it might get ridiculous at times. Anyways, it's time to get started. Welcome to Babe Talk Podcast. I'm Rachel Justice. I almost didn't even say I was like, Rachel, I am my last name. Rachel Justice. Some of you know me as the founder of Babe Label, co-founder of White Girl Sunscreen, marketing guru, and serial entrepreneur. On today's episode, we reflect on the new year. And honestly, the new year is like going into a mental, spiritual growth battle for yourself. Anyways, I'm excited to have my business partner, co-founder of Babe Label, Kayla Booth, with me on the podcast today. Hey, babes. Kayla Booth here. I'm super excited to be on the Babe Talk podcast for the very first time, Rachel. So crazy. (laughs) Well, as timing would have it, I'm Rachel's new business partner for Babe Label, so... Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Now you guys will really learn what, what this is all about. Uh, yeah, we've literally been working our asses off to get Babe Label off the ground and running. Uh, it's honestly, I've started a few businesses in my time. And this one, I realized until I was writing the business plan, I go, oh my God, I don't think anyone's ever launched a multi-category, multi-brand company in the beauty industry at least and so you know when you start writing your business plans really when you figure out your strategy how you're going to work and until that moment and creating the website was like wow this is bigger than me no sleep for the weary yeah literally (laughs) team no sleep just kidding you really do need sleep we're gonna go into that later (laughs) but uh we've been recording a vlog uh to help with the launch um because we're also you know rebranding white girl sunscreen into babe label and don't worry white girl sunscreen will be sold on babe label but you know we thought what's the best way for everyone to realize what we're doing and be behind the scenes and it's just to record our everyday lives yeah so it's it's really been neat to just vlog and to have that content it's been hilarious like I've gone back and looked at the content and sometimes later on I don't even realize that we recorded that and, it, and we're acting all dramatic and you know but the, the real purpose of it is to document the process because there's a lot of ins and outs that you don't realize that you go through um, and the countdown time period from now until the launch is, I mean, we're going in <laughs> on like 80 something days. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it's a reminder too, if you're not having fun with what you're doing, then are you really following your purpose? God, isn't that the truth? Finding your purpose. Well, uh, in general, you know, Kayla is not only my business partner. I didn't just find her on the street, you know, <laughs> with my eyes closed and say, oh, I'm qualified, guys. <laughs> uh, no, but I've known her for 10 years now, and that's why it's so critical. She's a critical component, guys, to this podcast episode because she is someone, you know, when you have your friends or your group of friends, you have people that you get certain advice from or go to certain things for. And Kayla's a friend that I can go to anything with if I need help drafting up an email to send a client 
or if it's guy advice, uh, fitness advice, nutrition advice, she's the first person that I contact. And really, I think the foundation of our relationship is honesty. And we're just such real babes. And we thrive off one another in that sense. You know, obviously, we have a lot of things in common, which, you know, tomato, tomato. But really, that's what's going to set the tone for this podcast episode is a you know, there's always so many New Year's resolutions, and I feel they're very superficial, category, categorized, uh, stereotypical. And really, when you dive into each category of the popular, you know, New Year's resolutions, there's all these, it's like a tree. There's all these little branches, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well then, really, what's forming each of these branches and obviously, it's all stemming from something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, to reach your goals, you have to dive in. You got to get dirty. You got to play operation, you know. So True. that's, you know, what we're excited about and why I brought Kayla on the podcast today. Well, we really are cut from the same DNA, too. So it's been great to, you know. Girl, we cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I know. I, I know. You are my sister. Well, having people in your close circle is really important. So we'll dive into everything. But... Here we are, it's 2019, and how did we get here, people? So <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> 2018 was a blur, but now is the perfect time to press the reset button and set new goals. But even more important is realizing what goals, people, places, things weren't meant to be and how we need to adjust. And I really think goals get overhyped because people make crazy goals at the beginning of the year, throughout the year. They don't uh, realize how much effort it would take, at least for me this year. My word for the year was growth, and damn, I didn't know how much I was going to take to grow. But, you know, we go throughout the year, we realize, oh, wait, we might have overcommitted. You know, we're stretched thin, and then we reach that burnout. But, you know, nobody wants to let people down, let alone themselves. So, babes, here we are. We're going to dive into the specifics of how to get your mindset repositioned. So you have the recipe for the best year of your life. Yeah, and you know, what, like piggybacking off what you just said, especially what was your goal last year? I always pick a word for the year. Each year, last year it was growth. The year before that was was limitless. Mm-hmm. Um, that I can't remember. So, well, last words. year growth, if I could like have a phrase for you last year, which it's crazy that yours was growth, it was cutting the fat and keeping the meat for you. Yeah. I feel like, because the biggest thing I think we all fail to do is put our eggs in too many baskets <laughs> and then realize what we need to focus on, um, mm-hmm. which was one of my biggest things. My first my first business ever that I started because I was hustling. Yeah. So it's like someone throws me a little bait, you know, and I'm, woo, I'm diving yeah. in just to get the money, you know, whatever, and then realizing things that aren't like feeding my career. But, right. you know, we're, we're going to dive into the first topic. And one thing on Babe Talk, and it was really cute. I started reading reviews. This was like a month ago. I'm acting like this was, you know, yesterday. <laughs> someone did comment on White Girls sunscreen though and said I need a new we need a new episode or something like that I was like oh my god this is so freaking adorable but you know one thing on babe talk is we're all about you know giving you step-by-step advice uh so for you to be ready to grow and prosper as an individual there's a few things or should I say mental habits you must prepare for Uh, the first topic is getting your groove back. So you're like, what? That's not my New Year's resolution. Well, guess what? Your New Year's resolution's probably in this topic. So please hold. Uh, you know, I feel like this past year, it wasn't even my New Year's resolution. It was just, you know, I had one way I could go down and not follow my dream or I could, uh follow my dream, (laughs) you know, and and I went through a a bunch of bullshit last year and things that I had to go through. I had to make decisions. I'm saying a bunch of bullshit. Decisions are hard. (laughs) Yeah, I had to make a lot of hard decisions that would define the foundation of my career. Mm -hmm. And, And a lot of it was cleaning up and having to, you know, sit down, whether it was looking at a spreadsheet and say, fuck, what have I done? Or, you know, and learning from that. And then that was just like some career blah 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 but you know inside is what really tore me apart Mm -hmm. and one thing that is a 
fault of mine is that I'm the last person to ask for help or talk about mm-hmm. my problems because one thing my grandmother always taught me is just never expect anyone to provide anything to you that you can provide yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt bad, you know, releasing those problems that were inside of me, but I dealt with them and I started to communicate them to a few friends. And, you know, I don't have a counselor. I also don't have insurance, so that's another thing. But, you know, <laughs> if you do, you should go see. Everyone should talk to someone in life, I believe, that is a, you know, safe space. Luckily, I have friends that will give me an honest opinion. But um, getting the groove back, I feel like the first thing is like a mirror check, you know? 100%. Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you have to be, in life, you are training. And part of that, that mirror check is you have to you know, realize what your strengths and what your weaknesses are and be able to accept failure. And one thing that my grandmother always taught me was if there's something about myself that I don't like, you have the power to change it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did early on um, was I was had no patience. Um, <laughs> and I woke up every day and told myself, okay, I'm going to be patient today. And... It took, you know, they say it takes 21 days to build a a habit. Well, it took me a lot longer than that. (laughs) Um, But, but, you know, being able to keep a a calm head now is something that I'm I'm generally pretty good at. So (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, and I feel like last year when I looked at the mirror, I was like, what have I become? You know, and, and two, it was like, oh, God, we're already in 2019. You know, 2018 was a blur. You know, which I actually remember, uh, like, 2018 was a good building, like, regrouping, restructuring. Like, I came back to myself. 2017 was definitely, like, where I had to look at the mirror and say, wow, okay, this is, I've been through a lot. And accepting that I had been through a lot Mm -hmm. and that it was okay to feel this way Mm -hmm. and that this was normal. One thing that helps me is listening to podcasts that interview entrepreneurs because I find out and when through books I read that hell, everyone goes through way crazier stuff than Mm -hmm. I do, you know? And that we all, uh, I do believe that we all experience the same amount of pain at the end of the day, but Mm -hmm. we all just cope and have, yeah, depending on what that is. And so I feel like, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror is your first step to the mm-hmm. new year, right? Yeah. So going into the first things I think we should talk about are really the things that seed you as a person and that you um, almost like what, you know how people say word vomit, yeah. and it's, but it's more of like when you look in the mirror, we're going to talk about those things that like vomit out of you, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Get, keep going with me on this thought, right? So one of them is you are not special. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is... Sounds pretty harsh, people, but, you know, we're going to break you down before we build you up. So, you know, one thing my grandfather told me when I was uh, 20, or I think I was like 19, 20. I don't talk to either of my parents. Not a crazy, sad situation, but at that time, I think I was in the art of letting them go, which we're, we'll talk about that later on, um, one of the last things on the episode. But uh, at that time, he goes, Rachel, everyone ends up with shitty parents. You're not special. And I was like, oh, you're right. You know, and then as I grew up and I learned a few things, I realized all the things that are going on in other people's lives. And, you know, at the end of the day, you aren't special. That's so true. And it takes things in life to bring you back down and be grounded. I did a lot of um, missionary work um, growing up and even post-college. And one of the things that really taught me that was going to Guatemala and working with an orphanage or... You know, going to Jamaica, working working with, you know, kids there and realizing, you know, they, they might not even have parents. Their, their parents, for all they know, left them. God, yeah. So. Exactly. Well, and I mean, we'll, let, let's dive into some basic situations of the everyday life because usually we make a big deal out of things that aren't a big deal. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, work is crazy. I have no time. Well, guess what? No one has any time. Yeah. And the thing is, we all have time. There's enough. If Beyonce gets it done, which I know she's different Sarah, you know, you have enough hours in the day. And so we'll also talk about time management later. But that's one thing. It's like, oh, my God, I'm just so stressed. I can't deal with this. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I hate when people say, I don't have time. I'm too busy because I feel that same way. But I would never tell anybody that because 
babes, men and women, if you are telling someone that you're too busy or that you don't have enough time, you're basically telling that other person that they're not significant enough. So instead of saying, I'm busy, you can just say my schedule's in high demand right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just be realistic and say no if you can't fit them in. Yeah, well, and the huge thing, too, is right now, especially where we're at with Babe, like the webs, all this little stuff that's going on behind that takes so much time. I'm like, hey, I'm just in this crazy process with the... And once these little things are done... Transparency's huge. Yeah, well, and this is to close friends. I'm like... Let me know if you want to do something, blah, blah, blah. I just need to plan out my schedule, yeah. you know? And that's the thing is even if going into a relationship, let's say that you're so busy, but you ha- for your own happiness, you need to have time, A, to yourself, B, to get your shit done, and then C, yeah. for anyone else who matters in your life. Mm-hmm. And so being completely transparent, say, listen, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm super slammed with work, but you are very important to me, and we're going to figure out how to make this work. Transparency. Yeah, so it's not like stressful on you because everything in your life outside of work should be benefiting you mm-hmm. and seeding your life in a positive way. Yeah. So other mirror checks, um, you know, besides that you are not special – uh, other, you know, we had what we reviewed the parent thing or wherever you came from situation, mm-hmm. which I mean, I could go on and on about incredible stories of people, Oprah, you know, Paul Mitchell, all these people who were, came from nothing and are something now, mm-hmm. you know, then you've got the whole looking saying, oh, your time and stuff. Like I'm slammed at work. You're not special. Guess what? You're not. I'm trying to think of other situations. Well, I think that this goes back into the next topic, or it's the same topic, but the next subtopic is to stop giving a fuck what others think. I think too many of us actually apologize too often. We're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When really, I mean, you shouldn't say sorry unless you really mean it. Okay, so who out of all (laughs) your friends do you think does not give a fuck what people think about them? You, but you've learned that. This is funny. Okay, so I tested her on that question. Listen to this, though. I played basketball growing up, right? And I remember this one girl, Sally Zana, which her and her husband actually now, they're like adopting a kid. It's really sweet. I just want to shout that out while I go on this like little story. But she, I would always say sorry. So mm. like, and I was aggressive on the court. I mean, I was throwing mean. Bombs. I can't oh, see you. Oh, girl, little shorty. <laughs> I was, and I was mean. I had like the most turnovers, and I would say to my when we play against each other, I would say sorry, oh sorry, and even like I made this habit where I started doing it net like. If I use someone's pencil or something, it was something so simple. I would say, oh my gosh, sorry, and she's like, stop saying sorry. Like, it was a thing that I was not allowed to say sorry. People aren't going to feel sorry for you if you say sorry. Well, and she's just like, why are you even saying sorry? There's no point of you saying sorry. And it was funny because Sally was known as the B-I-T-C-H, you know, back in the day. But it's just so funny because, uh, you know, that's not what made me stop, you know, caring what people think about me. But it actually, I feel like, was already creating the foundation of why I don't care what people think about me. And one thing, when Alexa, girl, worked for me for three years, uh, was interviewed on a podcast, she said one of the things she learned was really to not care what others think. And there's a few things, and she learned that from me, but I think a few things that help me with that characteristic, or that attribute at least, is A, Half the people that you meet in life aren't going to remember you. You're never going to see them again. Mm -hmm. Which I'm not saying like act a fool. I always carry myself to the highest standards and alter whoever that person I need to be for that meeting or meeting a group of friends or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is too, if you're always yourself, then no one's ever going to question your intentions about anything that you do. And you build a foundation of trust. And when you are yourself, it makes others around you be vulnerable. And when people are mm-hmm. vulnerable, then they're at the, they're at the best state mm-hmm. for making decisions yeah. and for having the best life. That's my personal opinion for, you know, not giving a Shout fuck. Shout out Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> because it, when you care too much about what others think, it can cause immobility and indecision. Um, and indecision is the biggest point of failure pretty much I mean when you're not able to make decisions and you're just going off of what other people think you should do or think you could say you might end up down this path 
10 years from now saying, this isn't the life I want to live. Yeah. And don't, you know, with white girl sunscreen, that was obviously a big warning. Oh, you're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But I had a vision that no one really at the time could understand. And I had a, a map and a game plan. And when I remember calling my grandma one night and said, God, am I about to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, she knew the what my vision was and understood that. And she said, Rachel, and she always would drop me off at school and say, do the right thing. But she said, if you always do the right thing, then no one can come against you. Mm-hmm. And people actually, it was crazy over time, started to believe and they got the name. And I mean, I haven't answered any crazy, you know, emails or anything regarding the name in so long. But it's just because like I had a vision I executed because I believed in myself. And, a, you know, not giving a fuck really comes from confidence and the people you surround yourself to believe in you as well. But one of the things I think that, you know, not giving a fuck really one of the things it's rooted from is you stop settling mm-hmm. and yeah. you have standards for how you should be treated, which is going to be how others treat you in return. And uh, I think that's something that I had to learn and, you know, a past relationship mm-hmm. because in business that wasn't even, especially as a female, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't really hype going to crazy hype about like being a female in the workplace just because I haven't had, you know, there's been a few scenarios, but it really hasn't defined me as a person because mm-hmm. in life and growing up in school, in sport, I mean, I played co-ed basketball. I did yeah. get my tooth chipped and bloody nose the first game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I never thought males were different than me or it no. was like a different, not different, but you know what I mean? Like a different status, like competition. No, that's so kind of important. Thing. I mean, I've worked in the technology industry for six years and it's a male-dominated industry. Well, you stand out for yourself. I hear you on the phone. I mean, yeah, you, you have to. And, um, you know, it's just something you have to train your mind for because if we want to be treated equal in every other way, we have to start expecting that. And for for you ladies um, in particular that might have a hard time with that, you should listen to the podcast or read the book um, by Mark Manson. It's the subtitle art of... Um, not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's a good. really good one. I made uh, like a few of my employees read that book when we went on vacation. I was like, everyone read a chapter every day. You can clock it in for work Aww. and whatever. But it's such a good book. And I was like, I wrote this book. Not really. But you know, when I was reading it, I was like, wow, this is really me. But um, and Stop Settling for Less also, I feel like, dives into time, which that's one of my goals this year's time management. And after, you know, getting hit by that car or like a yeah. couple months ago, it really made me dive into you know, who's taking my time? What am I feeding? And is anyone feeding me back? Mm -hmm. And when you realize that, you know, you have to stop settling for less, you stop giving that time away and you start giving it to yourself where you can give yourself more attention that you need. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like I just mentioned, learning to be vulnerable. I mean, hello. That's all about taking risk in life, being fearless, Mm -hmm. which you talked about in your um, blog post that you wrote and realizing that to grow it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's this like Usher song in the beginning. He talks about being on a roller coaster. He It's about the song where he's like getting engaged I think to someone or whatever. There's this like guy in the intro in the beginning of it. I should pull it up on YouTube and play it at the end <laughs> <Yeah>. for people. <laughs> um, but it's always, it's like talking about how you're never ready for the next step Mm -hmm. and one thing I say to people all the time and Kayla's like Rachel I'm gonna like put this on your gravestone because I tell her all the time you know in situations where you're uncomfortable you don't know where your life is going you're stressed out the world is ending Mm -hmm. always remember that God is going to paint a more beautiful picture of your life than you could have ever Mm -hmm. imagined if I look back at my life and I would have painted I would have never even I wouldn't be where I am right now. Oh, yeah. Lord knows where I would be if I would have painted that picture. And I probably would have ended up with, like, the guy that I was in love with in eighth grade Mm -hmm. who's, like, not my type at all. I'm just going to say it that way not be a bitch. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, failure is forward. And that's something that I had to learn a lot of. And really the thing to, like, you know, get yourself back up. And after you've had the mirror check, 
and you need to get your groove back, the one thing you need is confidence. Confidence is key. <laughs> it really is. I mean, if, if you don't have confidence, it like we were talking about with the branches earlier, then you need to figure out how to get the how to gain that confidence. Um, because otherwise, you're not going to grow and you're going to be stagnant. I was with the same company for over three years, and I was comfortable. Mm, girl, I was comfortable. I was making good money. I had so many connections, but I wasn't growing um and I couldn't convince the company to grow outside of the city of Atlanta so I couldn't take on clients outside the state and so I took that leap a year ago um with a new position and girl I've been in I've been in California and New York once a month yeah. <laughs> for the past almost 12 months so um I think you know Taking that leap, taking that risk uh, is so important. Don't tell yourself you can't do something just because others aren't doing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I remember coming over to your house right after you took the job. It was like, she's like 60 days in. And I can just tell she's like exhausted. (laughs) And, you know, from, you know, I started my first business, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But really when I was launching White Girl Sunscreen, had my marketing company and a bunch of clients... I had to learn how to be happy at life in yeah. this whole, because you, you're like, I signed up for this. How am I going to be successful at this? Mm-hmm. And uh, being confident, I think, was is huge. And I just told her, I was like, you're going to be okay. You just really need to figure out your balance and everyone in your life. And I, I talked about this with your boyfriend. I said, you need to tell him that you don't know what is going on with your life and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and to please disregard if you hurt anyone's feelings right now because yep. you are revamping the pathway to success and you did. Yeah. And you and you got into your groove and now mm-hmm. you I feel like you not only got into your groove with like your personal life and your work, but now mm-hmm. you're being able to channel that energy it took to yeah. strategize your life and you're able to just put that into work now and everything else falls into place. Yeah, I, and I really think, you know, I, I guess we can transition into the, you know, the ins and outs of confidence. But if you don't have, you know, your groove and you don't have that balance that you need as a person, then it is hard to find that confidence. Yeah. And we're going to dive into um, all the, you know, topics of confidence because there's many. One I'd like to address right off the bat since we're already on the topic of work and everything and just like diving into things you don't know how they're going to end out or end up. I'll tell you one thing, guys. Whenever I was in the hustle stage, I walked in and was like, yeah, I own a marketing company, right? And so that I started like almost five years ago. And it started, the foundation of it was social media. It was right when social media became popular. And so I would go into these meetings and I'm just a natural marketing, you know, genius. I can sit there and bounce ideas off. And I realized I had fun doing that. You know, it was a new brand, new project. And so they'd be like, well, wait, can you do email marketing? Can you do, uh, can you build a website? I swear to God. And I was like, Yeah. No problem. Even with my first company, which was a wedding referral business, I realized I was going to have to sign uh, people who were engaged and like plan their wedding. They're like, how many weddings have you planned? And God, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm so sorry. I said seven. I'd never planned one ever. And the thing is, though, I knew I had the attributes and qualities to prep and plan a wedding and enough research where I would be fine at that point. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd already met vendors, realized like the steps in the process and blah, blah, blah. I'd been like six months in. Mm -hmm. So I I did do a little fib, but I don't even say it's a fib, you know, because I, I mean, you can ask all the weddings that I planned. They went flawlessly. And even after Alexa, who worked for me for three years, she um, assisted me in the last wedding and she that night goes, Literally, who the fuck am I working for? Because, I mean, I ran, and I had one of those little things like Club Fitbits, and I did 11 miles. You know, what's crazy no is I still even, before my whole wedding day plan, you know, day of wedding coordinator thing started, I made sure to give time to myself an hour before I worked out and everything, blah, blah, blah. But that being said is, you know, someone needed a website. I was on it. I was going to do it. I YouTubed it. I read books. You know, so... Once I started doing those little things, you know, don't go big at the beginning, but you start doing those little things and you start getting confidence. You're like, 
wow, I can do this. Like getting white girl passed by the FTA. I net like I cried and I called my grand and I said, I can do anything I put my mind to, oh, yeah. you know? And so it's kind of crazy when you go up against these challenges. Was I ready for any of that stuff? Was I ready for my product to be held up by the FDA because we registered it as a cosmetic versus an over-the-counter drug? No, but like got through that my way. And I really think that was my final cherry on top to be like, whoo, come on life. What, what you got for me? Because I'm ready and I can accomplish this. But besides that confidence uh, and being able to just dabble into any situation of work-wise of what life throws and mm-hmm. take that risk, there's a lot of confidence issues women struggle with and men. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, God, in today's society, what's the percentage of people who are like overweight or have diabetes or something? Isn't it crazy? What is it? Do you know? I don't know the stat. I'm not going to Google it right now. But I feel like the one big resolution is like your body, you know, in general, which... Well, fitness is the easiest goal to make, honestly, Um, if you set the right boundaries. Um, You know, that was one thing when I was training for pageants is I always nailed the swimsuit competition because I started training six months out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, and and then to that point is... At every month interval, I would cut something else out. Like at six months, I would cut out bread. At at, uh, five months, I would cut out like, uh, I don't know, pasta. I don't really eat pasta. But then by three months, it was like I cut out all sugar. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let myself, you know, there's sugar in everything. But I never counted calories. I never did that. But I counted um, sugar and I would never have over like 20 grams a day and I would make it to the gym every single day. When do you feel like, because, you know, I've had a few friends that have done pageants and it's like, it's a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you dive in to it and the regimens and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's not consistent. Like not at all. But from what I've seen of my friends who do pageants, it does create amazing, like an amazing, I keep using the word foundation, but it, you know, to create habits for your health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And personally, I mean, everyone's going to have their own thing. And my thing is find something that A, works for you and that's realistic Mm -hmm. and start small and grow. And one thing for me was, you know, I was working out like crazy. At my highest, I was like 135, Christ, thinking of that. And I'm five, four and a half. And that, so that's a lot for someone my size. And then when I realized, I was like, it's my nutrition. I mean, I was like eating healthy, so I thought. <laughs> yeah. And then I decided to go gluten-free. This was mm-hmm. before like gluten-free. I feel like it was fast like over three years ago now. Yeah. Um, but you know, the pounds just started to drop off me, but there were really hard moments. I'd wake up in the middle of the night fiending mm-hmm. for carbs, like a chip or something so stupid. And at this time too, there wasn't a lot of gluten-free options available, mm-hmm. which I don't recommend eating a lot of like gluten-free breads, blah, 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 blah. Cause it's actually like worse for you in general, the products that they make, but that's not my point here. My point is I bought these like little chocolate things that were gluten-free in the frozen food aisle and I'd eat half of one when I would be fiending. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of helped my addiction because I was very addicted to bread and everything like that. And then eventually Mm -hmm. I formed a habit. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people go wrong. It's like, okay, what's your goal? Cool, you want to lose weight. Well, then what's the most realistic thing? Because, you know, if you do some crazy fad diet and then you go back to eating normal, like Mm -hmm. your old ways, you're just going to gain it right back. So what's your advice, Kayla? Because I feel like you've done like the crazy fad diets, but you actually, like I know exactly what you eat every single day. (laughs) And um, so, you know, how did you form these habits when going through these crazy diets? Um, I think it goes into self-discipline. Self-discipline is huge. If you don't have any self-discipline, then you're always going to be like, why did I eat that? People are like, this is why I'm listening to this podcast because I have no self-discipline. Yeah, no self-discipline. I mean, if you turn the car every time you you pass a Chick-fil-A, then that, that's no self-discipline. And so you said me, a carb every time. <laughs> a car. Trust me, I've done that. But then you realize, you have to realize food is what gives you energy so that you can attack your goals. If you're not feeding your temple with the right nutrients, 
you're going to feel bad and you're going to feel tired. If you're eating all those saturated fats, you're not going to be happy. Gonna, you, you can't. And actually, sugar is the most addictive drug ever. Mm-hmm. Sugar is addictive. I actually had an eating disorder um, growing up and, you know, that was obviously no self-discipline. <laughs> yeah. And um, pageants helped me overcome it because I knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the energy to work out if I wasn't, you know, feeding my body with the right fuel. You had accountability because you mm-hmm. knew you were going to get on stage in front of yep. all these people and people were going to be looking yep. at you. Mm-hmm. And a huge thing is everyone needs someone to hold them accountable, yeah. you know, when you're trying to change anything. It just can't be you. So yeah. realize that. Find your advocates. Find mm-hmm. your team. Reach out to us. You know, we'll set daily reminders to make you do stuff <laughs> and hold you accountable. And even when I was changing from drinking a lot when I was, you know, 22 mm-hmm. from the, well, not 22. I mean, let's face it, people, I was drinking at 18, but like partying really hard to like starting my business. I was like, I can't keep this. I'm not happy this way. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to start deny. It sounds really stupid probably to most people, but like denying shots, yeah. you know? And so I had it's a friend. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she would sit there with I mean, she mm-hmm. would grab the shot with me and yeah. we'd both pour it out. And then eventually I formed a habit with the drinking issue. Yeah. And then with the food, it remained the same. You know, mm-hmm. I formed these habits and that same friend who helped me with drinking, Courtney, she helped me with the losing losing weight because she did mm-hmm. the same thing, changed her diet. And so she would just, hey, how yeah. are you, what'd you eat today? And you can't, honestly, you can't quit cold turkey overnight with everything. You can't. You have to be realistic and it's all about making little tweaks here and there and seeing what works for your body and what doesn't. Because what works for your body, Rachel, doesn't work for mine. Yeah. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has different DNA. So, you know, I think on the losing weight, gaining weight, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of people, my boyfriend actually, he has a hard time gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So some people have, you know, other body things that, you know, deal with their self-confidence or maybe skin issues and, you know, taking care of your skin yeah. and things like that. It's, it's huge. Um, or, you know, some people don't have money to have nice teeth. Oh my God. Know? Yeah. Like they never, their parents couldn't afford to give them braces and, you know, chip tooth. And so it's like, there's so many things about your body that can cause you not to have confidence, but, um, you know, I think that when you realize that your body is just a, a capsule for you to, like, be here on this earth to do what God intended for you to do. And you, mm-hmm. like, you have to be appreciative and thankful because there's people out there that compete in the Special Olympics that don't even have legs, you know. And yeah. our feet are some of the most important parts on our body. And, you know, so it's just about being grateful for the skin that you're in and that once you learn to accept the body that you're in, that will give you the confidence to go into a room and speak in front of, you know, people pitch an idea or go on, you know, stage. Public speaking is one of the biggest things that people are afraid of. Now it's losing your phone, but (laughs) yeah, but I mean, it can be any situation, even just the little things, you know, walking into a room with Mm -hmm. one other person, but you're feeling confident. Mm -hmm. And one thing to address too, because I'm not going to bullshit with everyone. Like you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and like Hila said, recognize like your body and be okay with that. But the thing is when you're looking at the mirror and you're unsatisfied with a certain part of your body, it's not okay. You don't feel okay. Mm -hmm. And for coming, you know, I'll go into kind of like when I lost weight and like the little scenarios I went through, but you know, I got a boob job. I like lost weight. And the thing Mm -hmm. is saying like, you have bad teeth. You have, you know, no boobs or something, Mm -hmm. or mine was I lost all my boobs. Yeah. Um, I didn't have them, but uh, other things too. God, what was one? Oh, like um, acne, you know, your Mm -hmm. face or wrinkles even to say, you know, it's like you can fix 
anything you want to on your yeah. body if it's going to make you feel, feel better, better about yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you, I think the one thing though is being able to see if there's other things that you can do and natural things to mm-hmm. do to fix whatever's going on in your life. Like if your teeth are yellow or something, you probably don't yeah, need new teeth. You just, them. you need to whiten them. If you can't afford whitening strips, then what, hydro- yeah. hydrogen peroxide or something like that, you know, yeah. Google it. <laughs> That's my next well, step. I think in closing out confidence, The biggest thing is to realize health is wealth. (laughs) You can accomplish anything when you treat your body well. And that, you know, you are put here on this earth for a reason. And that you shouldn't allow anything to hold you back ever. And if it takes you looking at yourself, coming full circle, to look in the mirror every day and say, I appreciate my body, get naked. Look at your body. Whatever Mm -hmm. it takes. And just say... I accept the body that I'm in and I can do great things. Yeah, 100%. And one thing that helps me with my body, I would wear like Calvin's mm-hmm. and like sweatpants just to like show, like see my body or mm-hmm. like leggings because yeah. that helps me be like, this is my body. I'm not ashamed and I'm not scared of it. Because yeah. whenever I would be scared of okay. my body, of what I'm looking at, I wouldn't look at myself in the mm-hmm. mirror. And whenever you know I lost all that weight and I lost my breasts which were one thing that gave me so much confidence like I barked Mm -hmm. it in college always known for having like big boobs and my mom had beautiful like natural breasts and mine were uneven and you know I've invested my money in Mm -hmm. sunscreen right guys I haven't bought a new car in like forever Mm -hmm. and you know there's things where a lot of people that I know spend their money where I don't and I thought you know the one thing I have like splurged on you know in quotes it it, it was my boob job which I thought on it a year because I was like Mm -hmm. I want to make sure my body's not going to change because that's the huge thing is like everyone's body's different like Kayla said And, you know, before you decide to do something dramatic like that to your body, you really need to make sure and, you know, think on it and get advice from people to make sure that's like a step for you that you want to take if you're doing something dramatic like that. But I don't think you should uh, be ashamed at any option if it's going to help you feel more confident. But Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, health is wealth. And I, you know made those goals and got my body the way I wanted to was so confident but lost something and knew something simple mm-hmm. like especially with my job white girl sunscreen all I could think about was like swim week and I'm just gonna be in yeah. my swimsuit and I'm not and gonna then feel you were confident. sick oh yeah <laughs> then I ended up in the flu because I work so hard um but anyways with confidence definitely think you know losing weight getting boob job whatever it is getting your teeth fixed you know, make goals and even as something small, you know, you can achieve it if you really want it. But if you say, you know, my weight's an overall thing, I think you should think deeper mm-hmm. and figure out if it's your nutrition. You know, start step by step, then mm-hmm. maybe incorporate working out mm-hmm. and, you know, you'll reach those goals. Uh, and it's the art of letting bad habits go at the same time um, and also moving on. I think that's a huge thing with the new year yeah. that we all, you know, have to reflect on and move forward with and one of those is like especially we just had the holidays so spending mm-hmm. time with family and friends indulging um, in food and drinks <laughs> no, yeah literally and and you know some of us say that we survived the holiday season I know people who grieved over the loss of others and I think you know that can be simple as something as like not moving forward without having a friend in your life or, you know, moving forward, realizing like a family member isn't in your life or someone that you've lost, you know, or passed away and you need to find happiness again. And though I don't have experience with all those situations, um, I think that one simple thing that we can all let go of if, if feeling this way is when people say things and not for the, us to get offended by them mm-hmm. in general because whenever you're dealing or grieving over something mm-hmm. you are very sensitive which you have the right to be but you really don't need to let um, those feelings regurgitate um, amongst what other people are saying. But, it, but it's hard I mean when you're going through a hard time sometimes you internalize it and then you think you're the only one that's going through it. So you do have to open up and talk to people that are in your inner circle to help you get through, you know, those hard times. 
Yep, and one thing is a lot of the times when you talk to people about your problems, it ends up that they had some kind of situation that was something similar. They know someone that can kind of make you feel comforted in a way, realizing, you know, everything. You have. There's been times where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just met blah, blah, blah. They helped me so much with something I was going through. Well, it's like when we talked with some of your friends about, like, what my mom and my family's going through. Yeah. You know, I'm when she gets all worked up and uptight, I sing, what's the Frozen song? Uh, oh. Let it go. Yeah, literally. Let it go. <laughs> literally. And what's funny is kids think I am the girl from Frozen. Like, my new job. You're so cute. Disney star. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like letting go. And I think all that starts with having a day, like a time during your day, morning or night, where you can reflect on what you your goals are. And, you know, if it is like, to stop grieving over someone, you know, really sit there and give yourself a moment for the day. And I think eventually mm-hmm. you'll be able to like start seeing happiness again. You're so insightful. You know, I'm, I have no shame in this. I have a counselor and she told me something. Your counselor has, and I literally are the same. Yes, I'm just kidding. She has good advice. She gave me a really good piece of advice, you guys. She said, um, you know, visual visualization is one of the strongest um, ways to to go after what you want or to make a change or manifest manifesting and um, she said create visualize a worry box and everything that you worry about in in life or whatever is going on right now put it in your worry box and go throughout your you know work day or your school or whatever it is and then carve out time like you said to reflect on things that are in your worry box, you know, for that that 15 or 30 minutes a day, you know, don't get worked up when you're going throughout your day and get all anxious about it. Just know that you can worry about that later in that time that you carved out. And it really helps you put things into perspective and not get overwhelmed. And also, just as important, realize what is in your control and what is not in your control Mm -hmm. and the things that are not in your control you have to realize that you can just pray about it and you know hope that it works out in the best way possible exactly and you know that is the art of letting go is giving up to a higher power whether that be god or you know, just like letting it actually go. And you'll feel when you actually, you know, let it go and accept that. Um, And the biggest thing is, you know, it's it's normal and it is completely okay. I don't know who I've said that to recently to a friend. I was like, if you are feeling this way, that is normal. For what you've been through, you should feel this way. But let's figure out how we can make sure you don't feel this way anymore because no one deserves to be stuck in this place forever. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've learned in the past is like it's okay to feel this way, but there there's a better life out there. Well, nothing's going to be perfect all the, all the time. The, you know, the if everything was perfect all the time, then you wouldn't really know how great – successes if you didn't have those hard or those challenging times little simple things in life that mm-hmm. you're just like oh my god this is why i, I love life this. and i'm lucky you know yeah. it's you know it's totally true and going on to time god the beauty of time i know i've given you like sermons on you, time you've helped I feel me like so much with understanding the beauty of time well i'm just now really starting to appreciate time mm-hmm. time for everything time for sleep time mm-hmm. for you know whatever um but Time itself can become our friend. Uh, Joy will return and sometimes when we least expect it. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, recognize that everyone grieves differently. Be gentle with yourself Mm -hmm. and others. Be honest. Strategize options for where and how to spend, you know, moments that are special to you, whether that be the holidays where, you know, it would be a normal thing for you to see someone or ways to give yourself time, uh, you know, there's a lot of things. Google them. We can have an episode on it in general. <laughs> but, um, you know, the self-love, the time management's one of my big goals. And we're going to do a podcast on time management, especially once I start dabbling into time management because yes. Kayla's going to help me. <laughs> and then I'm also researching uh, when you want to achieve a goal, research. It's just like starting a company. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well create a business plan. So then the, my next thing is, 
taking everyone I know who talks about time management and getting, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of same things that I read. And I'm like, oh, there's a little theme to this. Okay, <laughs> you know, and that's going to be my objectives. So anyways, and I'll give you guys my feedback because, you know, I'm going to try to pick the most realistic, uh, you know, thing to attack with time management for me personally. Yeah. So Kayla, what are your, you know, closing thoughts for everyone? The Well, my closing thoughts for you know, grief, letting go, moving on, confidence, all of that, you know, it's a process and nothing's going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. And you have to realize and be grateful for, you know, every day when you wake up in the morning, you know, there's so many, whether it's like, you know, reading positive quotes or reading books or talking to friends and realizing that everybody's goes through hard times and you know also ladies and guys don't believe everything you see on social media people are just posting highlights of their life and the worst thing that you could ever do for yourself is fall into the comparison trap mm-hmm. um, so you really have to be aware that you know you're not beating yourself up like you said um, for not accomplishing everything that you want right here and right now because, trust me, there's plenty of time for that. Mm. You just have to give yourself time. Yeah. No, 100%. And whenever you are ready to receive something, you know, you'll realize why it was, you know, finally now versus mm-hmm. before because you weren't prepared enough for mm-hmm. battle. And so one thing, Kayla, before we close, what you know, someone has a goal. Mm-hmm. What are your, you know, step-by-step things that you would tell them to do? Well, actually, I wrote a blog post on that today. <laughs> oh, did you know? Yeah, I did. Um, so step-by-step for setting goals. First, you need to write down and map out what goals you want them to be. And as silly as this sounds, I've actually spoken to fourth and fifth grade girls about setting SMART goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So you can Google SMART goals and look it up. It just stands for um, smart, uh, specific, measurable. I can't remember everything else. But <laughs> <laughs> just know that, you know, like we talked about with, with, with body goals and things like that, is that be realistic with your goals. Don't try to do a 180 overnight. Um, you know, it takes one step at a time. And also be persistent, especially when you hit failure or you feel like giving up. If you're, you know, on burpee number 10 and you feel like you're about to fucking pass out, like, <laughs> like give yourself a minute and then keep going. Um, never stop. And it takes 100 no's to get to it. Yes. So know that when you're, when you're setting your goals and um, just know that, know, know that no failure is ever final and that you always have a chance to open new doors. Um I think the worst thing that you could ever do to yourself is not set a goal because you're afraid and you would be selling yourself short. You would, you owe it to yourself to go after what you want in life. And if you're not living with purpose, then you're letting other people make decisions for you in your life. And I would never want anybody that I know to end up looking back 10 years from now and regret a decision that they didn't make because they were afraid of failure. Yeah. It just takes every day, every week, every month, just follow the process and results will come, whatever it is. If it takes writing it down on a mirror, journaling for five minutes a day. Wait, and what was this step? This was step number three, right? Step number three was, yeah, write it down. Yeah, write it down. No, because that's the thing. Because if you don't, then you're not going to ever get there. Mm-hmm. You just won't. That's mm-hmm. the thing is that's why new year, like no resolutions ever happen for people. Right. Because and, they don't map it out. So I, you write them down, yeah. map it out. Write, okay. write it down, map it out, and keep reminding yourself to follow the process, mm-hmm. stick to the process. And if what you originally set out to do isn't working, just pivot. Companies change strategies all the time. Why can't you? God, what's that water um, quote that I love? 
I'll have to like put it in the show notes or something. What is it? Oil and water? No, it's like, it's one that talks about, um, we'll keep going and I'll find it because I know where I can find it. So the next thing is just know that everything is put in your path. Every obstacle is put in your path to make you stronger, tougher, and more successful. So you have to stick to that and give yourself positive affirmation every day, whether you uh, write, uh, you know, write something on your mirror. I have something up in my mirror in my room that I look at every morning and it just says commitment. Yeah. I have a book of quotes. Yeah. Yeah. But stop scrolling through Instagram people. I set a, um, a timer on my Instagram account, um, that tells me when I've spent an hour on, on it for a day. And then once I hit that, I'm like, okay, stop, stop looking at other people. Like, you know, you can engage or do whatever you want or if it's your own personal brand or a company's brand and things like that. But, you know, you deserve to be the best version of yourself. You're worth it. And if, you know, you just have to not compare yourself to others and stay in your own lane. Yeah, if you're spending, that's crazy. I mean, I own a social media marketing company and all my friends can vouch for this. I'm the last one who's on their personal account. I've been trying, mm-hmm. it's a goal for me to get better at getting on yeah. my personal. And so I, but it's because I have to log in everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't even enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm also on like following dogs. Yeah. On it. <laughs> I would say lastly too, is that immediate gratification can be deceptive. Um, me with my sales background, um, I went from making monthly commission to annual commission and that's a whole nother you know ball game you know you don't have the immediate gratification the little monthly wins you have to um you have to be invested in the long long haul so when you are setting your goals realize what you know your daily goals are what your weekly goals are what your monthly goals are and your goals for the next five years yeah and what your habits are every day that so you like you can reach those goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found the um, quote. And you'll see how far you come and be so proud of yourself. God, yeah. You'll even surprise yourself. I never yeah. thought I lost. I was like just trying to lose eight pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I did. I was like, oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. You know, My, and like starting company. The moments company. that I was most proud of when I was competing in pageants was when I got to get up on that stage and people were like, weren't you so afraid? And it was like, no, I... I trained a year for this. I'm ready. God, yeah. You, like, amazed me with all the stuff that you had. Yeah. You pick out your outfits. Ooh, guys, I didn't even, I did not even know how to dress or do my hair. Guys, I had to prepare for a TV show that was going on, and the dress code, first of all, was insane. You couldn't wear, like, black, red, pink. White. I mean, I had to order white, which I thrive in white. Yeah, you thrive in And so... Not only that, we had to pack for all these different occasions. I had to show her how to contour her face. No, well, first of all, I honestly, when it got to that time frame, I was like, I'm not going to learn how to contour my face. I was like, this is just going to go out the window. I was like, this isn't important at this point. I just need to get this other shit done. But I mean, guys, she was packing. We packed my stuff in Ziploc bags, everything labeled, making me try on necklaces, like accessories. I gave her the pageant boot camp. I mean, I was exhausted. I was like, I've not slept. I was like, there's no time for anything. Um, but anyhow, definitely, yeah. Get Kayla if you need help organizing your life slash preparing for anything in life. Holla at Kayla. Um, one, the quote I was talking about earlier is, uh, water does not resist, water flows. When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is, what did I write? Is careless. Is weightless? What did I write there? Weightless? I have no idea what this is. Me either. (laughs) Is a, is something. (laughs) Sorry, people. Water is not a solid wall. It will not stop you. But water will always, but sorry, my hand rang so bad. We might have to take this out. But water always goes where it wants to go and nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. Dripping water wears away a stone. Remember, you are half water. If you can't go through an obstacle, go around it. Water does. Okay, Pocahontas. I know, right? (laughs) So that was Margaret Atwood. And yeah, like how good. It's so truly. You are half water. Mm -hmm. You can go around and dripping water wears away a stone. A stone. Mm -hmm. Time 
patience. I mean, mm. that quote mm, makes me feel. Yeah. But um, one quote I'm going to read from my favorite poet, um, and I'm pretty sure her last name's pronounced Leave, but it's Lang Leave. And uh, I've actually totally like hit her up on Twitter, Instagram, because I'm obsessed with her and she responds. Uh, I should send her this podcast episode. But it's titled New Beginnings. If I have learned anything this year, it is that I won't ever be ready for what life throws at me. I won't have the right words when it counts. I won't know what to choose when fate itself is staring me down. But now I know I don't always need to have the right answer. I've learned I can go on waiting for something, sustained by hope and nothing more. Or I can put it aside and shrug my shoulders. Bravely accept the fact that I can't keep my heart safe anymore. Then I can stop love from taking everything from me. I've learned to stop saying yes when I don't mean it. To live life as authentically as I know how. To allow the tips of my fingers to skirt the darkness. As long as I remember to keep my eyes fixed on the light. And as one door opens and another closes, I will move forward with the knowledge that unlike so many others, I have another year ahead of me. Another shot at making it all the way around the sun. And a chance to get it right this time around. Dun, 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 dun. I love that. Me too. Well, babes, until the next episode. Uh, we've got Elena back from Southern Vane and Laser Center, our favorite PA in the house. Woo-hoo. Had dinner with her last Friday. Um, but Love she's her. coming over and we are doing a podcast and we're talking about injectables. Oh, I'm scared. I'm not. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao.